Hey everybody, Chuck here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that recently we launched our newly refreshed site over at A Healthier Michigan. You can find the podcast and other health-related content at ahealthiermichigan.org. Now, on to the episode. Did you know it can take someone anywhere from 18 to 254 days to form a new habit? This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 141, and coming up, we're going to discuss how to start and maintain a new routine. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and every other week we'll sit down with a certified expert and we discuss uh, topics that cover fitness, nutrition, a lot more. And on this episode, we're going in deep on ways we can, well, approach starting a new routine and how to navigate the pitfalls of maintaining one. With us today is a certified personal trainer, a macro nutrition coach, mom of three, if I got that right, Anne-Marie Wakula. Yes. Well, you're used to coaching all kinds of size people on how to get a new routine going, right? I am, from kids all the way up to adults and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, for a lot of us, this is maybe a discussion we would be having with each other, you know, around New Year's resolutions and whatever. But it it does seem like that when we start a new routine, Anne-Marie, it feels like it's only a matter of time until we kind of fall off the wagon. And that's not the usual suspects, maybe like diet or lifestyle change. It's all kinds of things. So we plan, we make schedules, we stay on top of a routine that we set in place. But the moment we have a little setback, it seems like things unravel. And then, of course, once we're in that unraveling thing going downhill, it's sometimes harder to get back into a routine, right? Absolutely. So there are a lot of reasons why people struggle to follow new routines. You know, lack of motivation being one of them. That's, you know, just having a hard time getting into the actual routine of it or feeling overwhelmed by goals or, you know, you're just not flexible with your routine. You put it in your calendar and you're being rigid, but you have life that happens. I feel like this conversation is coming at a really good time because a lot of people are getting back into a routine after coming off summer. Right. So I think, you know, me as a parent, I think of milestones. Like when summer vacation is over and school kids get back to school, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Or New Year's resolutions, right? I'm going to wait till January because. So we look at these, you know, big events in our lives and think when that routine is going to start or when it best fits our lives. So I started a new routine myself this week. Oh, <laughs> what is that? So... It is centered around workouts. I do work out daily, but you know, I can be kind of flexible with my time um, when my kids are not in school and I'm not driving them to and from activities, but now I can't. I have to be done with my workout by 7.30 every morning. So now I'm getting up and setting my alarm by 5.15 and I'm starting wow. that early morning. Yeah. Early morning workout routine, but it's 5.15 because I need like... Amory needs to wake up and have a cup of coffee time. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually get started at 6.30, but I know exactly what starting a new routine is all about because I do it for myself. So with yourself and your family and then even somebody who you've coached or worked with, what do you see as the major roadblocks that are kind of a recurring theme? What pops up over and over again that can be helpful to all of us to sort of watch out for? Wanting to change everything all at once. Oh. When you start a routine, you're like, okay, I want to drink more water. I want to work out five times a week. I want to get 10,000 steps in. So we're all thinking of like that 
big picture. And that is sets you up for failure because it's really overwhelming. It's like, oh gosh, now where do I start? And then you become numb and you don't start at all. Or you have a lot of negative self-talk when you don't actually live up to your own expectations. Oh, interesting. And you said you've used the word start a couple of times. And, you know, it strikes me, we can't begin something if we don't start it. I mean, you know, we talk about it a lot. We verbalize it. We visualize it. But really, you've got to put one foot in front of the other and just get going somehow. Jump into it. I think the first thing that helps people get started is actually figuring out what their why is and what is motivating them to do X, Y, and Z. You know, is it your physical appearance? Do you have a goal in mind that's, you know, maybe a wedding or something that you're looking forward to that you want to, you know, get in shape for? Do you want to feel more confident? Do you want it to help with mental benefits? You know, like you were talking working out specifically, do you want to increase your energy or, you know, longevity of life, disease prevention, social interaction, like what exactly is your why for starting something new? And I think when we define our why, then we could say level of importance of all these big picture things, if you line them up, what, what is priority? What can I start with first? Well, that what's your why question, you know, Simon Sinek asks it for all kinds of reasons, business and other things. But for me, in a grander sense, and maybe even more profound than, you know, I, I want to work out because I'm going, uh, it's here comes summer, right? I want, I'm going to the beach. I look at pictures of my family and I think, well, I'd like to be around. I mean, all of a sudden we're having, you know, our kids are having kids and I'm looking and thinking, man, I'm trying to get my longevity as part of this health plan. And part of that for me has always been trying to offer myself some grace that I may fall off the wagon or have like a little fun zone with some ice cream one day. But as long as I'm doing, if I miss that one of the five days, to your point, you know, I still beat myself up a little bit, but I think, well, you know, if I've got consistency, it's all going to come out in the long run, as long as I'm sticking with some kind of routine, right? Absolutely. And that's where, you know, again, prioritizing, picking that one thing you want to start with, and then let's look at your week. So we take the big picture and we narrow it down to what can I do this week? And then you line up your activities for the week and say, okay, well, this weekend I have a social event on Friday. So I know that I can get in my goal is five workouts, but I can realistically get into just going two times versus zero times, or, you know, this can be for anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be for working out, but going two times is better than going none at all. And that over time all adds up to a complete transformation because you're being consistent. And there are certain routines that we want to establish and maintain. I'll give you a good example of my own. So I, as an adult, this was going back a few years, I decided I should learn how to play the piano. It is not my gifting. So I took a year of lessons. I established a weekly routine of lessons with somebody who's showing me what to do. And at the end of the year, I could play when the saints come marching in. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's just taken. Oh my gosh. So at some point, you know, when you have a routine and it's taking that long, and as a type A guy, I wanted to know how to play it tomorrow. So for me, I had to pull the plug on that routine. And I thought, well, there's a better use of my time to find joy, to find fulfillment. So that's a different kind of routine maybe than a workout where I don't want to pull the plug. I maybe want to adjust 
but I think sometimes there is a routine that I've lived it where you do say, I give up. I, I, it's just not my thing. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And that's okay. You yeah. tried it. Yeah. Right. And I moved on. Yeah. And you moved on. What was the next thing that you moved on to? Well, actually, funny enough, it was artistically inclined. It was painting. I had never painted things. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm, I'm a great house painter. I'm, I'm cheap. My wife says, man, you're the, you're the best price house painter around. But it's not that. I mean, painting on canvas. And I'm actually not awful at it, but, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So for me, creating, gardening, painting, it's something I can see happen before my eyes. It didn't take a year of practice. I know it's a lifelong thing, but it, I just realized, well, I started to know thyself. I started to recognize I need to have some fulfillment immediately where I see something being created. And that alone was a great gift in an experiment in finding a routine. I love that because you set different measurable goals, right? The end game like you looked at that a year away and you were like, I, that's not for me. I want to make smaller milestones, you know, like shorter milestones, whether it's going to be a week, you know, setting your expectations going, okay, it's going to take me a year to learn this song, but what can I do in a week or a month that's going to make me feel fulfilled? Like I'm reaching my goal. And then at the end, I know that this is the bigger picture. Oh, after a year, I realized just get a piano that plays itself. That that ah! I'm just telling you, that's not my gifting. So it's just worked uh, out. Hey, but you tried it. And I did. A lot of people don't get started. Mine is the violin, and I haven't started the violin yet. But it's on my bucket list of things to do. Well, that's good. And and you sound like you are also not only big on, but you practice personally this idea of laying out a plan, calendar, put it in your phone, right, so that you're getting reminders. Up, oh, time to do it. Oh, absolutely. So first and foremost, I love, like I said, the calendar because I'm a very visual person and I keep a lot of things in my head and I need to write it out on paper. So I'll just go online and print out, you know, September's calendar and I, it will look blank, but that's how I start filling in all of the places that I can actually put myself in <laughs> and what my goals are. So, you know, starting with a calendar, you know, even if it's like, gosh, talking specifically too, we need something more to visualize, like drinking water, you know, six glasses of water on that calendar. You can print those out on Etsy if it's if that's your goal and just, you know, marking it off, marking it off. So setting very small, realistic goals on that calendar and getting it on there. So you've got an appointment with yourself. Very, very important. So let's go back just a hair to visual tracking, this idea of six glasses of water, whatever your goal for a routine is, right? What about visual tracking and rewards? How do they tie together and what's appropriate? Obviously, if you're trying to change your diet, having a pint of ice cream is maybe not the reward you're after, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. I mean, <laughs> right? there are people that may have ice cream every single night, but if you can go a week and not have ice cream and on Friday, you're like, you know what? When I get to Friday, I'm going to have an ice cream cone. Right? That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. I see it a lot with glasses of wine. You know, there's lots of moms that like to unwind with a glass of wine at the end of the night. And they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay, make tea Monday through Friday and Saturday have your glass of wine. You know, it's those little things that get you through for sure. I've got a buddy who's a metabolic specialist, a physician, and he phrases it as if you're going to change your diet, your lifestyle, all across the board, you need to allow yourself a 5% fun zone. You just need Absolutely. to- Absolutely. Because you know, if you're, I can just speak for myself, if I deny myself 
you know, we're coming into the season of apples. Uh, but if you deny yourself apple pie forever, it, you may wind up eating the whole apple pie. I'm speaking for myself, you know. <laughs> you just took the words right out of my mouth. You end up having more and then feeling bad about yourself, right? Right. Like, oh, darn yeah. it. I've done all week. And now, you know, for me, it's daily. I have to have a piece of chocolate every day. So after lunch, I have my chocolate and I'm happy. If I don't do that for myself, I'm probably going to have a lot of cake on Saturday or a lot of chocolate on Saturday because <laughs> I deprive myself through the whole week. So yeah. yeah, give yourself 80. I give 80, 20. That's the rule that I follow. 80% clean and good. And then that 20% fun. But you know, in that fun area, if you're actually truthful about that 80%, you know, you're waking up early, you've set this new routine for yourself, Anne-Marie, and you're doing it and you've been consistent, that piece of chocolate in the afternoon or that glass of wine on a Friday, it really is kind of a drop in the bucket because your exercise, everything else is going up and you're kind of keeping that steady. It seems to me like it, it can, I've seen it in my own life, it just kind of filters away. You don't really see it. Materialize. You are so right. And you start feeling better too. If we're speaking about like, you know, physical things, you start feeling better. And then you're like, I don't even really want to want that anymore. You know, it just kind yeah. of goes away. It's not as important. It's not a priority. You don't think about it all the time, you know, and, and it's just balance. It's really balance. What about that piece of being self-critical? How do we break the bad records that can start to play in our mind or we fell off the wagon, you know, we're not doing the workouts we thought and now oh, it's been a week and it's easy to just say, I'll skip another one. How do we get past that? And I know it's tied to a lot of deeper stuff like body image, et cetera, but we all go through those phases of being self-critical, don't we? I think the biggest thing for that is reminding yourself where you've come from, you know, where you started and where you are now, and then just start speaking to yourself in a more positive and encouraging tone. So, you know, looking at your accomplishments and your strengths and saying, okay, you know, I've come this far and yes, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be life that happens, life events, vacations. There's always going to be something. Something's always going to come up. So when you reassess, I have my clients reassess at the beginning of the week. What did you do great last week and what can you improve on? And, and then we get right back on. That's just picking yourself up and getting started again. And you, you know, you may even realize in that self-assessment, I, I'm asking too much of myself right now in this time of my life. That doesn't mean that I can't do it, but maybe I need to assess the time or what I'm dedicating to this particular goal and then make adjustments from there. Well, you're living it, but you know, as, as we go back to the back to school season, there is this time frame where at the beginning of that with three kids, four or five kids in our case, you get swamped. So there may be places that you have to give and allow yourself to know that, well, in a week, I'll get back on it and we'll be fine. Yes, absolutely. You know, just looking at this week in particular, I'm like, well, Monday's drop off. I'm taking pictures of my kids and going to breakfast with the moms. I'm not working out that day. That's okay. It's okay. And then you pick right back up again. Yeah, life. And we often use that as an excuse, you know, I'll wait till this or when things slow down, I will. But there's always going to be something. That's why I like, like I said, the calendar, look at your week, plan for it and do the best that you can. So with these setbacks, have you found, even as you're coaching people, I've fallen off somehow, I've got a setback. What is the strategy? It's really easy to hear and maybe just as easy to say, well, just start again. I mean, just look at where you were a week ago and pick it up and let's go because we got stuff to do. But what do, what do you do to counsel people about how to get them back from a setback? Well, we start with 
self-compassion. I am a pretty compassionate coach. So I say, you know, let's be kind to yourself, recognize what's going on with the setbacks. And then we put a game plan forward and reevaluate and adjust and starting small again. So, you know, there's a lot of people listening to this that work on their own. So listening to those two tips and then like I said, starting small, starting small, that's huge. You don't want to go out the gate saying, oh, my doctor said I need to walk more, so I'm going to walk 10,000 steps. If you're only walking two, let's walk three. And then maybe three weeks from now, we'll walk five. You know, it's those small, tangible goals, focusing on consistency, and then visualizing the positive outcome of, you know, looking back at your why and visualizing what your life looks like a year from now if you follow through. What does your future self look like? And how does that feel when you're looking at your future self? And you know, we've discussed maybe sometimes we go down a path where we focus on all these bad things that can happen, but sometimes there's some of these great positives, right? Like I've started riding my bike and I discovered this trail. Kind of rides along where the power lines are, but it's in this area. I've seen deer. I'm on wooden bridges. For me, the discovery of something new. I'm still riding a bike. I mean, it's still a bike ride, but I'm doing it for 12 miles, 14 miles now. And I'm just kind of going away. I'm drifting away. And I thought, wow, the power in the discovery of finding a new thing that really isn't that new. It's still a bike ride. I just discovered a new place to do it. It's super motivating. What do you enjoy about that? Like when you're on your bike ride and you're in that moment, what's motivating you? Is it the way that you feel or maybe being in nature, you know, you kind of open your eyes up to all these other things around you. All of that stuff. It's the texture of the bridge. It's just being in nature. It's the idea that I'm breathing in deeply. Sometimes I have, you know, I'm listening to a podcast to be fair. So that's what people can do with your episode here. But there are other times where I just turn it all off. I just want to hear or not hear anything. I just want to hear something quiet and peaceful and hear birds chirping. It's awesome. Same for me. I, I went on a walk the other day and realized I had my earbuds in and they were silenced and I had no sound. <laughs> and I was enjoying everything around. Those are small wins. So that might not be like a physical small win. It, that's actually a small win of enjoying your surrounding and taking in nature and that feeling of energy that you're getting. Sometimes we think of these physical wins when there's all these other things. So really think deep when you're journaling at the end of the week on what what did I do last week that was great? What do I need to improve on? And how do I feel? And how did that make me feel? You know, a little bit deeper, deeper sense. That's a small win. Well, I think those are good ways for us to break some of these habits. As we wrap things up, do you have some great takeaways from this? Because you've had so much great stuff for us so far here. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you're ready to get started with something new, first, think of your why, like we talked about in the beginning, you know, why are you doing this? Whether it's to live a long, healthy life, you need to be with people, mental health, personal change, stress relief. What is your why? And let that be your motivator. And then start small. So begin the routine and make it manageable so it's not overwhelming. Even if you think you can start a little bigger, just start smaller and work your way up so you have those milestones that you are achieving and it makes you feel really good and like you want to keep doing it. Set your goals, make them clear define them, make them measurable for your routine and know what you're working towards so that it motivates you in that direction. And then we talked about the calendar, creating a schedule, looking at your week, figuring out when things can fit in, being realistic, knowing that life can happen and giving yourself some grace to pick back up when you know things aren't going exactly as planned and just keep going at it. Stay consistent. 
Well, all great advice. And I just want to ask you personally, when you get up at 5.15, would you work out for me just once or twice a week? Because there's no way. I, it's just... Oh. I'll send you a text. Hey, check them up. Let's, let's get this done. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks so much for all the wisdom. Absolutely. I love being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Take good care. Anne-Marie Wakula, who's been with us, she's a certified personal trainer, a macro nutrition coach, and coach for all of us now. We hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, we have a newly refreshed website. You can jump on and take a look at all kinds of additional content along with the podcast. Just go online to a healthiermichigan.org slash podcast, or you can leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We're now on YouTube, so you can catch all of these great episodes there. And you can get not only the newest episode, like this one, you can also get all the old episodes. Take them with you when you're going out for your exercise. On your smartphone, take your tablet. Be sure to subscribe to us, too. Hit the button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well.